Meanwhile, in the What's On Joe Mind self-isolation chamber and nacho bar. Okay, Joe Colton, you ready? Yeah. She's like, I've been ready. Start the damn show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to What's on Joe Mind, a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. This is episode 121. For everybody keeping score at home, I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. Joining me this evening, you love her, you hate her. Well, no, you don't hate her. Nobody hates her. You love her. Sometimes you love her a little too much. It's Joe Colton, everybody. Hello. How's everybody's night? Oh, God, I could write a book. I'm not going to do that, though, because it wouldn't be a good book. Yeah, it's been a long couple of weeks. Also joining us this evening, filling the third chair, uh, perhaps our most legendary guest host. Certainly the, the man who has logged. Well, he's up there. We're going to have to figure out which who's been our most common guest host, if it's, if it's uh, James Cavanaugh or this gentleman, Mr. Mark Weber. I like to think of myself as the official third wheel of what's on Joe mind. <laughs> we can't, we can't throw around fourth chair jokes anymore. So you might as well. Third wheel. I'm good with that. You're still on the bus. That's right. <laughs> Without me, you're just dragging ass, right? Yeah. I mean, re- really tonight with you, we're, we're dragging ass, but that, what, what can you do? You know, can't ask you to save fair, everything. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> How's everybody been these last couple of weeks? Fine. Uh, yeah, our our collective fandom has my apology because uh, we we basically got together, we recorded the audio for those YouTube segments we did, and thanks to everybody for tuning in and checking those out and subscribing to our channel. And then I got ridiculously sick with a, a sinus infection, and so I was pretty well on my back for a week and another week just trying to get back on track. So it. it finally starting to feel a little bit like a human being again so you're yes. sure it's just a sinus infection yes did you, they poke you they did that they did i was prodded dear god i was i was helped by people wearing masks <laughs> oh my god. and uh which i mean again if you're if you're a a healthcare provider absolutely you're wearing a mask but I, of course, played it up. Like, I'm at the med check, the clinic that's a couple of blocks away. And and by the time the, the third different person came in wearing a mask, uh, and again, it wasn't just me. It was everybody. that they. I mean, if, you're, if they were dealing with a patient, they were wearing a mask. By the time the, the third different person wearing a mask came in, I just took my wallet out and put it on the desk, had my hands up like they were, you know, cheap hold-up joke, but... It was funnier if you were there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like eyes wide shut, kind of, but whatever. You know, I've never seen that, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. You're not missing much. Yeah, I didn't figure. I was dating somebody at the time who was not a Tom Cruise fan, and I think for that I'll I'll always 
I'll always owe her one. And this cost you the seeing the breakout of Lily Sobieski, though, in her big career. Wasn't she like Helen Hunt's junior clone? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, I, you know, if I were, if I, I'd trade. If I got to have a brief movie career where I made probably one decent movie and a half dozen cruddy ones, I'd take it. I'll take it. Absolutely. We've it both been prodded by people in masks. That's true. Right. I got a steroid shot. And apparently they at the, these clinics get much better band-aids than we do in the general public because that little little sticker thing they put on top of it was there for like five days and I still had to peel it off. It was starting to hurt. <laughs> that's how that's how good that band-aid was. It was killing the oh. skin. It's a good band-aid. Either that or I was just that weak from my collective disease. Sinus infections are the worst. I get I get a real bad one about every five years and it was about that time. Joe Colton, what you been doing since since our uh, YouTube foray? I just finished up a interview with the Four Horsemen, who do a line called Mythic Legions. Excellent. So that's what Ric Flair's yeah. up to these days. Yes, that's why I was delayed today. So I did a costume. So Mary Mercenary and I, or Sarah and I, um, she dragged me into doing this. But I saw one of their figures, and she had one of their figures. And she had planned to do a costume, and then I did. And so I wore it to Katsukon, and it's the figure Artemis. She's a elven archer who wears antlers and has a wooden bow that's kind of antler-like, big hair, armor, and a sword. And so I posted it on Instagram, and one of the guys reached out to me and asked me if I would be interviewed. And I said, sure. That's very cool. So where, where are we going to find the fruits of this? It'll be posted on their website. Um, I don't know when, but we can inform our listeners in the next couple of days. I should know when it's going to be posted. Awesome. So be sure to be following us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the other fun social media stuff where not enough people follow us. And we'll, <laughs> we'll give you the details on where, where Jill Colton's interview can be found. They talk to Sarah too or no? They will talk to her when she's done her dear lady <laughs> hooves, hooves of boots um, costume. Okay. I'll send you a picture. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> this was her idea. I had no doubt. <laughs> sure you did. No doubt. I, I had no doubt. She's the quiet one. Yeah, you know what? You know how much I trust the quiet ones. I don't. <laughs> I don't. It is a marked place in my personal manifesto, I guess is the word. Never trust the quiet ones. I could see that. So, Mark Weber, what you been up to the last couple of weeks? You know what? We haven't, we haven't done a whole lot out here. The big change in the Weber household is we've been a cat household forever. We're, we're going to add a dog here in about a month. Oh, wow. So the Weber household will expand by one 
oh man, I can't even remember. It's a Bichon something mix named Emma. She's a puppy now, and she'll be making her way to the Weber household in early April. So and we'll terrorize our cat. So we can't wait for Colin to run off some spare pounds being chased by the puppy. That's the big change coming to the Weber house. Are you sure about that? I won't, won't Colin just attack the puppy with his 86 claws from his 86 toes? I mean, we're going to... Yeah, we're gonna see because he's like double Wolverine, right? He's got yeah. he's got six to go with on each front front paw, so you know maybe the puppy will recognize. I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. I'm gonna guess they'll either be best friends or ignore each other. I'm just hoping it's not World War Four, but uh, we'll find out very soon. <laughs> that does bring us to our first segment of the day. It's the one everybody loves. It's the one that's attracting a, a fan following and perhaps all the wrong reasons. It's Joe Colton Presents. Creepy fanboy messages. Straight from Loser Town. Take it away, Joe Colton. So I had a very interesting encounter. Um, so this is a live. A young man. <laughs> this, is, this is not, I, a, not an email, not a, an instant message. Not a terrible Instagram post. This oh, is no, a no. live... It's an, instant, it's an instant message. It was just an encounter. Okay. A virtual encounter. Okay, okay. So it is an, um, a terrible Instagram message. Yes. I usually go to the other folder where it's like, they don't follow you, you don't follow them. It's like a, almost like a spam folder, just mm. in case. Because sometimes I get uh, requests for like appearances there. But I had a gentleman say... Tell me your love story. I want to hear, are you open for friendship or love? And then I didn't answer. So like the next day he said, hello. And then later on that day he says, you are ready? <laughs> Question mark. So he, he just doesn't understand the whole, I'm not answering you thing. Yes, because you can see that I've seen it and I'm just not answering. Mm. I got to say, I'm giving him points for the you are ready, question mark. Because <laughs> there's an optimism there, right? Mm. It is It is completely different from me saying, are you ready? Because that denotes that, like, that I'm not sure and that I want to check and find out. Right. But there is a confidence slash optimism that I'm actually respecting just a little bit. From the, you are ready? Like, just in case you're not, I just wanted to check for, for whatever, you know, the next phase is. You're sure it's just not broken English because that's his second or third language, right? I think maybe he speaks perfect English and he's going with the broken English as his in. Because mm. accents are endearing. Yeah, that's especially, <laughs> especially in print. <laughs> that is the lasting lesson of Balky from Perfect Strangers. So anyways, Joe no, Golden, go on. I can't get Cousin, La Cousin Larry out of my head now. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Hey, right? That's what talk I'm here about for. A, talk about a mood killer. That's what I'm here for. Broadway legend Mark Lynn Baker. He's there in your headspace. So Joe Colton, what, what ultimately became of your stilted speaking paramour? I have deleted and blocked the young man or gentleman or individual. So apparently that answers the question. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you were not ready. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know. That's, that, that's totally... This doesn't beat dog guy. This doesn't beat cot guy. This is... Yeah. That's, that's a lackluster I, I do have to tell you, somebody else had PM'd me on Facebook with the intro of, Hi, I'm one of your fans. I Please don't put me on creepy fanboy messages from loser town huh and i was like wow this is becoming a thing i like it <laughs> did he then proceed to be creepy though no he asked me actually a very sincere question okay yeah see people with he actual... did ask at the end of the, the exchange if i was he's like are you sure i'm not going to be on your episode i said you are not going to be on the episode you are not being creepy so basically, I mean, you don't have him on for creepy reasons, but you lied to him because here he is on our episode. Oh! <laughs> no, I wanted to point out that this segment has become known now to people, and now they won't approach me. So maybe it is editing out some of the the creepiness, and maybe it's just some of the fringe people who don't want to fall on the wrong side of that line. <laughs> Joe Colton presents Joe Colton's Web of Entrapment. That's right. She'll make you famous. That's what she's trying to do here. Whoever you are who had your, your legitimate, sincere question, my friend, my apologies. We didn't know this was happening. She doesn't give us these ahead of time. <laughs> I don't. Joe uh, refuses to divulge the details of her segment before we record because she's afraid that I'm going to censor her. Hey, it's better. It's better live. That's the old radio bit. Save it for the show. I mean, really. Save it I, for the show. I don't need to know. I don't care. If it's something I don't want to put in the show, I'm not going to put it in the show. That's true. I'm not going to tell Although you about it. Although one day advance. I had a list of six, and you were like, this is insane. We're not doing all of these. That's, that's not censorship. That's just editing for time. <laughs> in fairness to this guy, though. He seemed, you know, seemed like a decent guy. Yeah. I wasn't Purple. open for friendship or love, though. No, fair enough. Lackluster. I'm giving it a C minus. Okay. So we, we are actively challenging the online pervs out there <laughs> to step their game up. Yeah. Oh, please don't. <laughs> please yeah. don't do it. Look, we've wrestled with this for several episodes in a row now. And mm -hmm. frankly, last episode, I was the one who was who was throwing the cautionary tales out there, and you guys were like, yeah, let's take them on. Now now it's completely reversed. Now Mark is like, I don't know if we should be doing this, and I'm like, whatever. Damn the torpedoes in full speed ahead. Let's go. So. I think the natural progression is the segment will either, people will get afraid of it, and the material won't be as good, or it'll get white hot. And when Mike and I get our first creepy fanboy message, that's oh, when we shut wait. it down. That's when we shut it down. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to get the, can you take pictures of your toes for me? Right? <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait for my first Facebook message that goes, <laughs> you porcelain god. Because <laughs> I'll write that guy back. Absolutely. You have to at that point, don't you? I myself am open for friendship. <laughs> and love. <laughs> well, we can always hope. Fr friendship is a type of love. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Porcelain God. <laughs> and then, of course, the flash from your camera would catch your toes aflame, and that'd be one heck of a photograph. So, anyways, that closes up the pipeline that feeds Joe Colton Presents creepy fanboy messages straight from loser town we miss you cot guy <laughs> that rolls us into our next hard-hitting hopefully award-winning segment straight from the desk of the honcho mark weber we're gonna make that work there was this time when you were away at community college where <laughs> God. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with the honcho, but <laughs> I don't know if I want to be Mark Honcho, but you're not Mark Honcho. You you're, you're the honcho <laughs> Mark Weber. Right. That's okay, different. good. I want that to be clear. Because that would make my brother Mike Honcho. And we don't want we don't want to go there. No. Yeah, so this is something I've been batting around a little bit, just with the lack of current Joe product. And I know we are getting some and we're all excited about that. But just different ways to collect and different ways to stay involved in the community and with your own collection. And I know a lot of people are, you know, in the last couple of years where there hasn't been much to spend money on, a collector is going to collect. So I'm sure Joe fans who have had money they would normally be spending on Joe are spending it on other things. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Some are reinvesting in their own collection and picking up stuff they didn't have or upgrading things that, you know, have fallen apart or, or whatever. So anyway, I was looking back at some of the Joes from the past years and we're looking at the, the original stuff, the stuff 82 to 94. And occasionally there are just great figures that just took a wrong turn partway through the design process. And I know Half the time, at least, it's what marketing shoved on. I actually got a I got a response on Facebook today from Ron Rudat, and anytime that happens, it makes my heart go pitter patter a little bit. And we were talking about a guy was looking at Crazy Legs, and saying, "Who is this guy? I can't find him." And they, they pointed him to Yojo.com, the you know the the holy grail of Joe Internet sites, and and he said, "Wow, you know, he's kind of bright for a paratrooper." And my point was, yeah, but there were a couple Night Force figures that absolutely improved on the originals, uh, Crazy Legs and Psych Out being two of them, mm. by giving them something a little more legitimately military-looking in their second iterations. And Ron Rudat wrote back and said, yeah, I love the more classic, realistic, as realistic as Joe got, military figures too, but sometimes marketing really pushed us for those bright colors. So anyway— as a guy with no artistic talent at all, I'm still dexterous enough with the old little Phillips screwdriver to undo that back screw and flip around some body pieces and create what's affectionately known in the community as the lazy bastard custom. And I'm trying to fix some Joe guys that have always bugged me. And one of them that I know is close to Joe's heart, and I haven't found the right mix yet, is backstop, right? The driver, the only Canadian Joe who drives a persuader and he looks fantastic from the waist up. Wait, 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 but, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. You just went through a whole intro and yeah. you did not give the name of the segment. No. Because this well, is the, lazy. At the end. He's doing things backwards. Why you gotta judge? I'm not judging. 
That's it was a statement of fact. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's Lazy Bastard so, Customs in the new segment, Lazy Bastard's yeah. Corner. Lazy Bastard Corner. Yeah. So welcome to Lazy Bastard Corner. I'm your host, Mark Weber. The honcho. And I'm uh I'm fic- the honcho. <laughs> hey, yeah, let's get it right. Honcho Mark Weber. <laughs> and I'm I'm fixing Joe figures that kind of went astray. You know, one guy at a time. And so <laughs> The first look I tried to get done here today is a guy we mentioned on our last uh, episode where we talked about which Joe got an update that you really liked. And I talked about Zap version two because it took a long time for old Zap to get a new figure. And it was finally one that gave him his cool mustache, right? Right. So, and he's great. He's, you know, a Sonic fighter or a, what is he exactly? Yeah, Super Sonico. He's got this giant backpack and all this stuff. He looks great. He's got big bazooka missiles on his chest. He's got silver gloves that are a little bit regrettable, but not as bad as the RoboCop legs he's got, mm. right? Mm-hmm. This dude is significantly rocking bionic legs from mid-thigh on down, and it's a problem. So I set out to fix Zap version 2 in Lazy Bastard Corner, and you know, my imagination and my funding for this is rather uh, limited. So it's just looking for what legs and waist can I slap on Zap here and, and make him a little more significantly military. And the first guy that came to mind was one of my favorite Joes, Thunder. I was a big fan of Thunder because the Slugger is a cool vehicle. I always liked vehicle drivers. The figures that came only with vehicles felt a little more exclusive, a little cooler. So I decided I'd go get a Thunder figure because he's rocking a green belt, black pants, and military brown boots. And I thought, this would be great. We'll just slip it around. It'll be cool. And part of what makes this easy and doable for me on a limited budget is all I got to find is the Zap figure and a Thunder figure and flip it. I don't need any accessories. Don't need file cards. Doesn't have to be a big eBay spend. Just... Send me the damn figure, and I will put them back together in a minute and a half, and we're done. Because by and large, I have most everything or everything I wanted as a kid from 82 to 94. So a couple of eBay purchases later, I'm pretty much ready to do my surgery. And the Thunder I got in, it's a nice, really good Thunder figure, barely used. And I noticed that his gorgeous red hair, which is Again, partly why I like Thunder. <laughs> the head on this new Thunder is beautiful. And Thunder is a guy who had a helmet. And if you put his helmet on and off too much, you kind of wore off a lot of that red hair. So, again, long story long, I dug out my crate of sealed vintage Joes from the basement. And I'm all set to do this and dress up the new Zap that I've now fixed with Thunder Legs. I just got to get the equipment out of the Ziploc bag for my other Zap. So I go digging through the box to find Zap version 2, and it's just Ziploc bag after Ziploc bag of figures. Finally get to the bottom. Haven't got to Zap yet. I get near the bottom. I find him in the bottom. Didn't even know I did this. My Zap version 2 is mint on card. Didn't know that. I don't collect (laughs) mint on card. Uh, on purpose, right? <laughs> like, I, I opened my toys. So so now I can't put the stuff on them without cracking them open. But, 
you know, Zap version two isn't putting Derek or Elizabeth through college. So I'd be willing to crack this bad boy and, you know, for the sake of the program, for the, for the good of the show. So I pulled this guy out. Well, it's not exactly Zap. It is Bill. And he is not a bazooka soldier. He's an artillero. And his backpack says Pulsa Los Botanis. And he is a supersonico, Luz Electronica, E Quattro Sonidos di Battaglia. So I didn't even know I had a Spanish Zap version two mint on card lurking in the bottom of my G.I. Joe box. So there you go. I couldn't put him all together. Nice. So you would think that would be the end of this thrilling tale, right? Except I can't finish Zap. He's still looking pretty good, but you know, no accessories. But the black pants from Thunder look great. So I'm happy with Zap. I decide, you know what? I know my old Thunder had the red hair all worn off on the front from the helmet. And this is new Thunder of which I have a torso, arms, and head that aren't going anywhere, has a beautiful head, gorgeous red hair. So I'll flip the heads, right? I'll put the good head on my old Thunder. So I'm, I'm in the box anyway with, with, you know, S through Z to get my zap. So I dig through. I find Thunder. I bring him out. Sure enough, that red hair is half worn off. I'm, I'm doing myself a service here for one of my favorite Joes. And then it just leaps at me. His waist piece has a white belt on it, like bright white. And I know for sure that Thunder's belt should be green because I just swapped that on to Zap. So my immediate thought was, I think I have something rare. I don't ever remember reading anything about Zap having an alternate waist. So I rush on to Yojo, check it out. Can't find any listing of it. Do a quick Google search. And then I look at it even closer. Kind of looks like the Marine emblem is on the belt buckle, which is gold. And then I dig back into the memory a little bit and go, that's Sergeant Slaughter's waist. <laughs> and I don't remember ever swapping Sergeant Slaughter's waist onto Thunder. And there's no reason to do it other than Slaughter was wearing black pants, so it kind of fits, you know, what's going on, legs on down for Thunder. So then I'm in, again, I'm in the Joe bin, S through Z. So I'm like, well, there's got to be a wasteless Sergeant Slaughter in here somewhere, <laughs> right? So I go digging, nothing. And I know I had Sergeant Slaughter as a kid. So to go back into it, and the, and the stunner for me is I have zero memory of this at all zero but i like again my joes to be a little more realistic i think young mark weber must have broken his thunder figure who is one of my favorites and being mad and at that point no way to get a new one without buying a new slugger and it, it may not even been in stores anymore i think i looked over at sergeant slaughter with those black pants and went you know what you're done brother <laughs> And sacrificed Sergeant Slaughter so Thunder could live again with fully functional hips. Well, if this show has so, done one thing, it's established that young Mark Weber was a little bit shady. You know what? I, I like to think of myself as a nice kid, but maybe not. <laughs> so, 
again, long story long, all I wanted to do was put Thunder's legs on Zap's body and then dress him up with the bazooka and the helmet and the big electronic backpack. That's all I want to do. And instead, I got led down a dark path of swapped body parts and crippled drill sergeants and lies told to myself by my younger person. <laughs> so Stolen if practice. nothing else, right? If nothing else, LBC Corner, the Lazy Bastard Custom presents Zap version 2 with much better legs. And poor Thunder, well, not poor Thunder, Thunder with his <laughs> reappropriated hips. <laughs> and somewhere out there, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter crawling, dragging his upper body towards the medic. <laughs> He's not even equipped for a three-day leave in full Greenland. Right? Eddie's disease. <laughs> I gotta go pee. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have flipped said photos along. So uh, I think Zap looks better, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You threw the the picture in there of of Thunder with Zap's legs as well. Yeah, and that's truth- not working. So I'm actually looking forward to that. To taking all the banana pants and robot legs and and orange flight jackets. You know who I'm talking about there. Mm. I'm looking forward to putting together some truly dreadful Frank and Joes down the road. Because <laughs> I realize that as I'm assembling what I feel are, are more realistic Joes, I'm also building a pile of truly garish arms, legs, and chests. So we will definitely have, uh, have the reverse side of this coming up down the road. Yeah, Th- Thunder looks like he's helping out Mutt on the dog training course or something there. It's he's about to get attacked by a by some kind of short animal. Yeah. We got Zap down. Zap's fixed. I'm happy with Zap. Down the road. There you know who you are out there, right? Windmill, Skidmark, Backstop, Wildcard. There's some guys out there that need some help, and I am here to help you, again, on a rather limited budget. Just the one figure we know is perfect, according to Joe Colton. Giraffe pants leather. Can't can't make yeah. that one better. I'm trying to find uh, some pictures of my customs, but it's not on this computer. So I will share them with Mark when I can. <laughs> Want to see it? Oh, and, and by the way, if anyone out there is looking for a Spanish Zap version <laughs> two supersonic figure, mint on card, I know a guy. His name is Beal. <laughs> looking at the guys on the back: Vibora de Acantilado, Bajo Cero, Neptuno. Vibora de Fuego. Neptuno. Nemo. I guess we found Nemo. Mm. (laughs) Backblast is Rebufo. That's good. Rebufo. Uh, You know what DJ is? DJ. Yeah, he's DJ. Uh, And still hanging on pegs. Probably. Freefall is Billy Boy. Nice. Nagahide is Yabato. Yabato. These are pretty good, some of them. Stretcher's Ar- Torax. Arpuro. Marujo. Oh, here's 
the winner though, and it doesn't take it's not too hard to figure this one out, even if you speak no Spanish. Ojos de serpiente. <laughs> Ojos That's de good. serpiente. That's quite literal. Major blood is piranha for some reason. Piranha. But the, I think I have the best one. Zap is Bill. 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 Not even Guillermo. He's just Bill. Just Bill. So, anyways, we'll we'll figure out what to do with the images connected to that. Maybe we'll do a take a snippet out of this episode and turn it into a little mini YouTube bit. The kids see. I don't to know like if the it YouTube. could be mini. I talked for a damn hour. But... Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. He's excited. <laughs> That's an animal house, you know. <laughs> Leave him. He's rolling. <laughs> it wasn't over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. So that right there is your debut of the new segment, Lazy Bastard Corner, with the honcho, Mark Weber. Yeah, it'll get better. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. I think if it got better, it would drive people away. I think you're good where you are. That brings up the news. First news item. In case you've been living under a rock, G.I. Joe Classified was revealed at Toy Fair a few weeks ago in New York. You can get our first impressions on YouTube. I think there's a, a good 20 minutes or 30 minutes with, with Mark and I and then a, a, another 45-minute segment with the whole line with the three of us. Again, we're at facebook.com slash what's on Joe Mind. But does anybody have any any new thoughts on what we've seen so far? I've gone back. I've listened to what we put out there. And truthfully, I've softened a little bit. The new line's grown on me a little bit. The more I see them and kind of put it all together in my head. You know, there's some things that, that just aren't going to work. Like, Roadblock's gun is terrible. It's not terrible that they gave him a big, funky laser. It's just, it's a really ugly, funky laser. So, whatever. But, like, the the Roadblock figure itself has grown on me a little bit. And, and Scarlet came off as a little garish the first time, and now I don't think quite so much. The one that, that really had some, got put under the spotlight in recent weeks was Snake Eyes. And that is thanks to our, our former co-host, Justin Bell, on his site, generaljoes.com. Mark Weber, you had some thoughts before we started recording. What do you think of Snake Eyes now that we've gotten a better look? It's unfair to hold Hasbro accountable for the actual production piece, not matching the leaked images that first came out. But looking at and and Justin, I thought, did a, did a great job going over the figure. But the fact that the pants on it, the legs on down, seem to have a very gray or slightly brown wash to them. And it's really off-putting to me. And again, I don't know if it's... It's obviously affected by the idea that the one... The images we all first saw that first week... I mean, he was jet black, right? Like, uh, aside from the secondary pieces that go over, like the, the basic uniform was jet black. And now that the pants apparently aren't, it's a little bit off-putting to me. And 
it's hard to, I don't want to come across as criticizing it yet. Uh, because I think, I think there are, there are massive plans for snake eyes this year. Right. Yeah. And if the move, if what we finally see as snake eyes definitive look in the movie is jet black, it's possible that Hasbro is trying to avoid that same look in other snake eyes figures earlier in the year. And if that's the directive to preserve pristine black snake eyes for the movie, I get it. I totally get it. And sometimes when I was working on the brand and on transformers, you would do things that appeared odd, but actually had a plan. So we would debut a brand new seeker mold on transformers with thundercracker, the least of the three seekers and fans would go, so you're putting out Thundercracker, but not Starscream? And the point was, well, they reuse the same mold. They always have. So why would you launch with the most popular one right away? Hmm. Let Thundercracker get the rub of the new mold out at retail, knowing that Starscream's going to sell later. And then Skywarp will sell to complete the trio. So there are absolutely valid reasons for doing this. And... I don't want to assume, but Hasbro may well have good reasons for doing this, but snake eyes that isn't jet black is off brand almost, right? It's where the brand went after snake eyes had been jet black for so long that they needed to change it up. So to lead with a snake eyes that isn't is weird to me. Just like leading with, you know, the, the night visor and, and the V2 sword and not having Timber the Wolf with him is off-putting to me. So I don't know where they're going with this, but for right now, the non-black, whatever color you want to call them, the non-black pants are a real throw to me. And, and as of now, I don't like it. Now, we'll, once we learn more about what's likely to come at Comic-Con, what might come to standard retail later on, and what's certainly going to be a movie look for them. We'll know more by year's end, and then we can more fairly judge this decision. But for right now, looks kind of weird to lead with a Snake Eyes that intentionally diverts from his classic look. I can agree with that. It is a little weird to, to get off of the palette. Like, I get it if you have some details that are maybe gray or silver or, or, or you know, like a gunmetal or, or, you know, within that, that black palette. Like, it's the one time that I will I'll endorse a lack of color in the palette is Snake Eyes. Because it's how it's always been. And it's the, the core of the main character in the mythos, you know? It's, he's, he's the good right. guy who wears all black. He's Johnny Cash in a perfect world. He's, you know, he's Snake Eyes. So the, these little splashes of color are, are a little weird. You know? It's yeah, just... and it's more expensive to make it wrong. Yeah. You know, and I'm not one of those slavish, it has to be 82. It has to be Real American Hero. But if you were setting down, if, if another company wanted to make a Snake Eyes figure and you were putting out what are the basic rules, what are the Bible rules about Snake Eyes, it would be the costume is black, right? Yeah. Costume is black, don't show his face unless he's beautiful like Henry Golden. 
I'm thinking that perhaps since they're going to make more of the mass retail snake eyes than the exclusive snake eyes, or at least it stands to reason that they will be producing more of those. Maybe that's where they nixed the paint apps. Yeah. And, and I totally get that. And that's the cat, you know, the caveat I gave earlier is somebody who who's screaming on the internet that they don't know snake eyes, you know, Give them, give them time. You really can't accurately judge it until you see everything they put out, and then then you'll get a better understanding of why they made the decisions they did. Mm. I hope. Mm. Well, brown pants or no brown pants, I'm in for a pre-order. Joe Colton. She's asleep. I'm not asleep. I was on mute. Uh-huh. I thought I saw in one of the photos in the previews that the pants were a lighter black, but I thought it was, or or like a tinge of like a brown wash, but I thought it was the light. So, but I, I still got them. And Scarlet, even though I hate her copper and yellow. <laughs> but she's growing on me. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. How about Duke and Roadblock? Have they grown on you too? Roadblock has not. Duke, I liked. I generally liked Duke. So yeah, that's true. there wasn't anything I, I could really complain about him. Yeah. Even though Roadblock is kind of the most panned figure or the least popular, I think, from the internet, judge and jury, I think he doesn't get enough credit for his vest that covers up that awful chest cut. Right? I think. I yeah. think the other the other seems some best. Although you can make them do, you can make them do ab crunches. They can do sit ups on your shelf. Doesn't Scarlet have the midriff armor though? Doesn't that cover her? Doesn't that get her taken care of? Yeah, it's I mean, generally when it, when I'm you know climbing up on that soapbox again, it's generally robots, knights, armored characters, and quite often females. Simply because, uh, let's see, how can I avoid staying out of creepy messages here? Because of torso construction, there is a natural break point mid torso. I need the boots. Ah. They'll edit that out. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, won't. yeah, but those are <laughs> those those are the kinds of uh, of figures that where you can lose that chest cut and and still keep all your posability. Without... And it doesn't distract from the figure. Right, right. I'm still. I, uh, yeah, I should I shouldn't even start it, but just to let just to let you people know, <laughs> I'm still right and you're still wrong. Yeah, I, I do like Roadblock's green vest. Like, I like that they kept the classic look with like the red tabs. Why the gold? Why is there gold? Oh. Instead of, I think I give him credit for going with the more expensive gold rather than the cheaper copper. <laughs> you mean the one that Scarlet's wearing? That's right. I think they may have ran out of uh, of funds and said, "Look, we're gonna have to go copper on Scarlet." Sorry. It'll bring out her hair. Right? Yeah, it'll bring out the blonde streak in her hair. <laughs> it's lighter. She can jump around easier. All of a sudden, I'm hating again. You're right. Thanks, Mike. Turned right right into the uh, into the soup there. Just, just right back into the water. Anyways, 
pre-orders for the convention and it's Hasbro ba- Hasbro Pulse exclusive Deluxe Snake Eyes are sold out on Hasbro Pulse at time of recording. Duke, Scarlet, and Roadblock are still available. Should be noted, however, that Snake Eyes has already sold out at least twice, and the other figures at least once apiece. So visit HasbroPulse.com to check on availability if you're still needing to pick up these figures. That might be a good thing, though. The idea that they allocated a certain amount, and they, you know, unless it's just a glitch, that they have sold out of whatever they allocated and gone back to the well. I mean, hopefully that's a really good sign for sure. the overall popularity here. Yeah. Yeah, when I went to pre-order the first time, the only ones that were available were Snake Eyes and Roadblock. So I got them because with the, the Hasbro Pulse, an order over $50, you got free shipping. If I got Snake Eyes on his yep. own, with shipping, it was going to be like $58. And if I got mm. if I got Roadblock, which pushed me over, and got into the the free shipping category, it was like sixty two dollars. So by that logic, like Roadblock cost me four dollars. I had that exact same thought, but my nightmare scenario is ordering a Roadblock, a Duke, a Scarlet, online, and then the one I get has like a lazy eye, right? <laughs> it's like Tiny Lister. Looking up at me from Friday, from Friday, like so. I'm I'm gonna wait, and it and it may bite me. I may have to end up paying more than I want to for him, but I would like to have it in hand, just to eyeball it and go, okay, cool. That was kind of what I was thinking, because Roadblock would be the one that I cared the least about. So if I got a screwy one, it wouldn't have bothered me as much. But of them all, Roadblock is the one that will look the most like Tiny Lister. Absolutely. If he has that funky eye paint. What makes so. what makes me saddest about it is out of the four of those characters, Roadblock is the one I like the best. Just speaking pure characters. Like Roadblock is my guy out of those four. But anyways. Ah. Next news item. It's time for the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins news dump. And just a small dump this time. According to star Henry Golding's Instagram post on February 25th, principal photography for Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins is complete. (laughs) Movie is scheduled for release in October 2020. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. So, on to post. If they're actually making this movie. I'm the only person in America who still doesn't quite believe it. But uh, Bobby's yeah. probably on board. Yeah, it's true. Bobby, Bobby and I can sit on the bitter train together. Speaking of Bobby, he's in our next news item. And yeah, we're going to go back to the Jazzwares stuff. So, Voliverse founder, sometime What's On Joe Mine guest host, and former Hasbro and Jazzwares employee Bobby Vala confirmed that there was no G.I. Joe action figure line coming from Jazzwares back in January, but a substantial portion of the community decided not to pay any attention and ignore What's On Joe Mine news, and they got all worked up over that potential project from that manufacturer. To those fans, we invite you to enjoy a Domes line 
of tiny, super-deformed G.I. Joe characters displayed under little clear plastic umbrella thing domes. Enjoy those. Have a good time with that. We told you so. Name your source, Mike. Name your source, Mike. It was Bobby Vala. You know, the guy who worked for everybody involved in that news site. <laughs> What's important is I'm not bitter. You're not. You are vindicated, though. It's not like you weren't vindicated. You know what? It, and if you are bitter, you can sit right next to me and Bobby on the bus. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're on that bus with no brakes. Yep. <laughs> can I drive? If the bus don't have Maybe any brakes. So I'm going to drive. I want to drive the bus with no brakes. No. Name your source, Mike. If it's real journalism, you'll name your source. Yeah, it was Bobby Vala. It was Bobby. Bobby came on and I asked him point blank, hey, are they doing, Jazzwares doing G.I. Joe? He said, no, not action figures. Right there, plain as day. Special edition 70. Right there. And if you want to thank Bobby for being our informed source, check out his Action Force line at valiverse.com and or just say steel brigade out loud it's kind of like candy man if you say it three times bobby Vala makes a dollar <laughs> if you say it three times in a mirror he appears because he thinks you That's have it. one and he's coming to take it bobby appears and takes the dollar from you personally <laughs> and any steel brigade you figures you might have takes those two <laughs> I believe he's up to uh, 611. <laughs> Anyhow, next news item. <laughs> While we're talking about new G.I. Joe product, not made by Hasbro, Vada Toys, or Veda, or I don't know how they pronounce it, it's V-A-D-A -A Toys, is producing a miniature die-cast line of G.I. Joe vehicles. And they look pretty cool. They're very accurate for what they were back in the 80s and 90s. Joe Colton, you like to collect everything under the sun. Are you in on Veda Toys mini die-cast G.I. Joe vehicles? I'm thinking about it. I think I need to see one in person first. Well, you know, like the, the HAL? Do I know the what? The HAL, the heavy artillery laser? Yeah. It's like that, but really small. Yeah. Still, I could, I could put them at like on my desk at work if they're small. Hmm. You know, I hadn't thought of that. Or, I don't know, hang them from a Christmas tree. I could. <laughs> you know, if, if that's your thing. I, I, I am starting a G.I. Joe tree. I mean, Mark, she would have to buy a seventh tree for that, so I don't know if the the time is right. I'm the, I think you're you're missing the point here. I'm the enabler. Wes <laughs> <laughs> will love you. If I accomplish nothing else on the podcast, when we do hang up, I want Joe to run over to Wes and go, hey, I got an idea, honey. <laughs> well, it is almost... Yeah. You know, it, it's mid-March, so it is time to start planning for Christmas. It's never too early. The hard thing is trying to figure out when last Christmas ended 
and it's time to get ready for next Christmas. <laughs> I actually just picked up two elves. So. Do they have antlers and bows? <laughs> no. Okay, just check it. They do have Spock ears, they, <laughs> they carry a light, and they are solar-powered. <laughs> okay. So solar-powered, light-bearing elves. I feel like you're judging me. Please continue the news. You may have a problem. There's not enough wine in this house. Wes, if you're listening at home, you know, <laughs> reach reach out to, to on, on instant message. Please, if you need help, please. Don't suffer alone. Don't suffer in silence. Next news item. The second wave of six-inch G.I. Joe action figures has been solicited to retailers. Retailer computers are showing listings for a second wave of G.I. Joe classified figures, albeit with placeholder code names in place of the actual character names. Based on the art shown at Toy Fair last month, possibilities for a second wave may include, and mind you, that puts us into wild speculation category, nothing confirmed, wild speculation, <laughs> Baroness, Gung-Ho, Cobra Commander, and or Alley Vipers, among others. With the release of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins in October, it's also possible that some movie-themed figures will make up part or all of this wave. And we've wildly <laughs> speculated on this very topic before. Joe Colton, based yeah. on what we have seen since our time of wild speculation, <laughs> what do you think's coming in wave two? I can definitely see the orange and blue alley vipers. I can see a Cobra Commander. I don't know if I can see a Gung Ho. And the Baroness being all black with the snake eyes having that that brown wash. I can't see a... Well, maybe. I don't know. I can see it, and then I can see some other stuff as well. Mark Weber. One of the things that makes me scratch my head a little bit here, it's pretty rare to mix licensed material with not licensed material in a wave. Like on Transformers, we never did that. We never mixed something from a Bay movie with something classic G1 in the same line because it was really hard to divvy up royalty-wise. Mm. It just wasn't done. And that doesn't mean that that hasn't changed. Again, it's been a couple of years since I was actually you know, working at Hasbro and being involved in stuff like that. But even though Hasbro owns G.I. Joe lock, stock, and barrel – they'll pay Paramount a royalty on any movie product. So the idea of a half movie, half vintage wave seems really odd to me, or even, you know, future looking like the, the current four that we've seen. So a couple things that I think are worth noting, and I think Joe made a really good point about not wanting a jet black snake eyes and a jet black Baroness on the shelves at the same time. If it is a movie line or even a mixed line, which is hard for me to wrap my head around, we have no idea what the movie Baroness is going to look like. We know the actress and we know the character is in the film, but we have no idea if movie Baroness is going to mirror classic Baroness, right? Maybe she's not all black costume-wise. Maybe the hair isn't black. Even this artwork seems to show some purple in the Baroness's hair, so... 
we don't really know what they're going to do with her. If it is a movie line, I would think Storm Shadow would have to be in here somewhere. There's no bright white on the shelf for that to conflict with. And then Scarlet is an interesting question as somebody who's looks to be integral to the movie, but we already had a six inch Scarlet released earlier in the year. So I find it hard to believe that they would put out two different six inch Scarlet figures in the same year, even though Scarlet is an absolute A plus character. And I think she would sell. I, I find that hard to believe. So I guess I'm, I'm a little confused as to whether this would be a movie line or a mix lineup. And if you're going to do a troop builder, which is absolutely something that should be done, mm -hmm. it's weird to me that you would start with alley vipers and not yeah. the more standard Cobra trooper or Cobra viper, even the crimson guard. Like if that was the Easter egg reveal at the end of snake eyes mm -hmm. is, you know, the idea that your nice neighbor has this uniform in his closet was always a cool concept. But either, any of those three are sort of iconic Cobra Troop uniforms. And nothing wrong with the Alley Viper, but he certainly wouldn't be my first, second, or third pick in the Cobra Troop Builder fantasy draft, right? No. No, I, I wouldn't even necessarily, given what else is, is going on in the line. I would think Red Ninjas would take the place ahead of him. You know, bats are a possibility if you're looking at old-time fans. Again, I, I got nothing against the Alley Viper. I, I like the Alley Viper. He's, he would, in that endless legion of Cobra troop builders, he's certainly a top 10 guy. And I know that seems like damning with faint praise, but think about how many Cobra troop builders there are, and you realize that top 10 is pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of stuff to cram into one wave. I'm really thinking that this is going to go three waves. I'm really thinking wave two is going to be movie stuff, and then they'll throw out some short-packed wave three that we'll all scramble for at the end of the year before Christmas. That's what I believe since since Jump, and with the, the, the other caveat that when this stuff makes it to mass retail, which I think is 8-1, I'm wondering if there isn't an additional figure packed into the line to give Walmart and Target some reason to believe that collectors will come to their stores when so many of us have already pre-purchased these six-inch figures through the Hasbro Pulse or will get them through online retailers ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a sweetener to Wave 1 coming because they really only need, if Wave 1 is on shelf for the fall planogram reset on 8-1, they really only need a month of it to sell. And not even so much to sell, just to preserve that peg space for the movie line that I believe is wave two. And that's not based on any insight at all. Mm -hmm. I just think that wave two is going to be movie themed. And then the big question is, is there a wave three for the one one, for the January one planogram reset? Mm. That's the question. That's the, aside from are we getting four inch figures? The real question for Joe fans out there is, is Hasbro behind G.I. Joe enough to preserve shelf space beyond movie product? That's the real question. Yeah. Because really, with, with the movie coming out in the fall like that, you can be assured that your big retailers are not going to reset 
after that. There's going to be a space for GI Joe through the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's just how the planogram works. And I think if the stuff is coming out in September, I don't think there's time for another new wave before the planogram resets on January one. Mm-hmm. If you are continuing Joe, you would save that wave three to become actually wave one of 2021 for that Jan one reset. Or if you're not, if you're getting faded out, you wouldn't slam one last wave in there to sell for a month before you lose your shelf space. Mm. I'm confused by so much these days, Mark Weber. I'm confused by so much. I should probably not drink so much. Or drink more. Either way, it's a solution. I like that idea much better. I am just here to help. Joe Colton, your thought on drinking? Drink more. Okay. That's the news. We'd like to take a moment to thank our fine sponsors, AVAX Lab. For high-quality custom heads, weapons, vehicles, and parts for your G.I. Joe figures, head to avaxlab.com. It's a great place to get a little head. Roma Collectibles, the official Vagabond Hobo retailer of What's on Joe Mind. Check out romacollectibles.com for their convention schedule. Roma Collectibles is an official retailer for Boss Fight Studio. The Finest. The Finest is the largest G.I. Joe cosplay organization in the U.S. and is regularly represented by our own Joe Colton. Finest has raised over $70,000 for various military assistance organizations. Find out more and pick up some G.I. Joe cosplay tips and guidelines at thefinestcc.com. 3djoes.com, the online home of our own Carson Metaxas. 3djoes.com offers an in-depth look at G.I. Joe from 1982 to 1994. Check out figures, artwork, books, and more at 3djoes.com. All the cool stuff the official brick-and-mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the UK. All the cool stuff has a huge selection of G.I. Joe, Action Force, Transformers, Lego, and more. Check them out in Fordingbridge or at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. Kokomo Toys, the official brick-and-mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the U.S. Kokomo Toys is your source for G.I. Joe, Funko Pops, Marvel Legends, Boss Fight Studio, and more. Visit their mega store in Kokomo, Indiana, one hour north of Indianapolis, and online at kokomotoys.com. That brings us to Postsock. That's right. We put out the word. We said, hey, folks, hit us up for Postsock. We're going to record in a few days. And one of you did. So we should have said, hey, folk, right? So, hey, folk. And this comes to us from longtime listener Chris Farney via Facebook. Question for the post sock. With the new line and movie being released, any chance of bringing back the original hosts for a discussion? Love the new crew, especially Mark. Hey. But would love to hear thoughts from Gary, Justin, Greg, and even Name Redacted. Name Redacted will never be on the show. No, no. He's Name Redacted by his own request. Like, we're not being bitter about this. So I don't think that person's coming back for any discussion about six-inch figures. As for the others, yeah, I have to admit, I, I haven't spoken to any of them about 
the six inch toys. I'm in fairly regular contact with Gary Godso. He's still a very good friend of mine, but we haven't talked a whole lot about Joe lately. So I don't know. I don't know. There's already a lot to talk about. I, I don't, I, the whole point of special edition 69 was to kind of quell the tide of this nostalgia wave that was coming over the show. Because when, when you've been on for as long as we have, and you've, we have not been nearly as tumultuous as some other programs that have been on a long time in terms of our cast rotating around and, and what have you. Like, we've, we've been fairly stable on the whole. So the, the whole point of Special Edition 69 was to kind of put the nostalgia to bed for a while. Because we had a bunch of new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we get the opportunity, I would love to, to talk to some of those folks just to, just to get caught up, just to, to bring them back to you. But my priority on a news show is to bring you the news first. Yeah, and to bring you nostalgia second. And I, I know when I'm, I'm hitting up Joe Colton for, for show ideas and notes and Mark Weber for show idea and notes and Carson for notes. And it, it's more forward thinking, you know, it's like we actually have stuff to report now. We actually have stuff that needs opinions and looking back instead of forward just isn't a, a real good plan right now. So I'm not ruling it out, but I wouldn't say to expect it anytime soon. If you look at all of it, the six inch figures, the Jada toys stuff, the snake eyes movie, the four-inch figures from Jazzwares, the evergreen line that's coming, uh, Mark Wahlberg playing Duke in the Joe Russo movie, the Russo Brothers movie, and there's a lot going on. Uh, Some of it real. Get, getting out into conjecture world a little bit, are we? You gotta love Mark Weber. He's never afraid to shoot a shot. God bless Mark Wahlberg, right? I know, seriously. He's uh, nothing like having a 55-year-old Duke running around, right? Right, that's my point. Like Daniel Craig's getting out of Bond because he's fifty-two, and ain't, there's nothing wrong with Mark Wahlberg. Right, he's got those good vibrations going. But uh, fun, fun, yeah, I don't, funky I don't, bunch is just I shooting him full of HDH. Need, He'll be good. I don't need. I don't need Duke at fifty. Yeah, fifty something. Yeah, that's like dream casting for twenty years ago, perhaps. Oh, if Mark Wahlberg wasn't like five foot four. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is Duke. That's going to happen. I was thinking more Michael Caine. Mm. You know what? At least if people are talking about that, they're not talking about when the Chuckles movie is going to happen. So whatever. Uh, A lot of crap out there, folks. A lot of crap. Anyways, that's that's PostSock. Remember, you can hit us up in the PostSock at any time. What's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash what's on Joe Mind. At what's on Joe Mind on Instagram at WOJM Podcast on Twitter. And anywhere else that we pollute cyberspace. Always happy to hear from you. Thank you, Chris Farney, for being the one man to respond to the call.
trying to figure out what the ratio is of appropriate messages we receive versus inappropriate messages Joe receives, like between shows. Mm. It's probably terrifying, but yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I want to do that math because we are dealing with the internet, and so if there is one one force out there that is stronger than we want to comprehend, it's it's perverts on the internet. That's a good point. I don't know if I need that. Anyways. I don't know if I need that. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you need it, Joe. (laughs) You're going to get it. Right. (laughs) So that brings us up to what we got in. When we humble brag about all the crap we've bought since the last episode. Joe Colton. Been a while since, uh, well, I guess it was end of January. What you got in? Mm-hmm. So I ordered, I ordered a baby Yoda. Of course, I you ordered did. a Scarlet. <laughs> I ordered a McFarlane figure for the Golden Wonder Woman. I did a pre-order for that, mm. and some of the Pop Wonder Woman figures. And then that's it. I had Mama here, and she got kind of sick, so I could focus more on her for a little bit than than the toys. So Ma- Mom was in. Mom got yeah. herself, what was it, bronchitis? Chest infection. No, she had a chest infection. It's bad. But she was a, she's been a smoker for, like, over 50 years. Uh. Yeah. So she got sick, went out with Wes without a jacket. And it got worse. And then she had to follow the directions to antibiotics and meds and all this stuff. And so, but she's a lot better now. And she has reduced her smoking by like half of what she was smoking before. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She's like determined. She's determined to, to quit, but she can't quit cold turkey. It, she's too old for that. Well, that, that's it'll, fair. Uh, it'll affect her heart. Yeah. That's fair. That, that you know, fifty some years of a habit. Okay. Mhm. Okay, that would be like asking me to quit Oreos cold turkey, and that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Or me with wine. I got you. Yeah. You know. Or well, me with a dime box of sea nugs. Ah, I was so close to getting through an episode. Right. <laughs> I had to I had to get that in there. They're charging extra for more sauce now, which is a I, joke, but whatever. They always did. <laughs> did they? Yeah. I just wanted to give special thanks to our, our longtime fan, the A-lister, Alistair Keffer, for sending along pictures when he was enjoying a dime box of sea nugs. It's a thing. I, of course, immediately shared that with Joe and Wes. And enjoy, yeah. enjoyed West their respective reactions. <laughs> it's a thing. We're going to make it Definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. It's going to be our thing. We're going to make it a thing. <laughs> Only you could see my face right now. Oh, yes. 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 It's delicious. Like dipping our sea nugs in sweet and sour sauce. Delicious. Hate. Mmm. 
Mark Weber, what you get in? I don't know if it counts as what I got in because it was here the whole time, but my basement is, is such a demilitarized zone that I haven't actually had access to my own Joe collection in some time. So I put on the hip waders and went down there and, <laughs> and got to it, you know, to get out thunder and find the, the terrible secret of Sergeant Slaughter's waste. And I found a box of stuff that I didn't remember that I'd bought years and years ago. So it's mainly fun school stuff, right? And like I said, I'm not a I'm not a mint on card guy. I'm not a leave it in the box guy. I'm a open the toys up. But you know, there's limited space, and sometimes stuff stays sealed just because you don't have anywhere to put it. So I found all sorts of good stuff. I found the man, the machine, Street Hawk, which is a, a pretty cool jet black ram with a, a Targat figure in black. And I think it's actually kind of valuable on card down there, so that's good. I found the Crimson Guard Immortal is a really good figure, right, from the Joe line. Mm-hmm. But he came with a ton of accessories. Pretty hard to get one with all his stuff in his file card without paying through the nose, unless you happen to buy them when Fun School was making them, back when you could go on, you know, smalljoes.com and order Fun School stuff. So I have like five or six of him, all on card. I don't know if you can call it mint on card, because those uh, Fun School cards are like tissue paper, right? Yeah, they they uh, mint is a very subjective term there. Yeah, they I would they're not flat. They're not open, but they're not flat. So Street Hawk good. There's a Zartan on card, which is cool cuz Zartan V1 Zartan never came on card. So I thought that was cool, so I grabbed that. Uh this is probably when there weren't and wasn't enough Joe coming out and I had a little bit of of uh extra scratch coming in, so Got to buy something, so V1 Zartan's down there. And then, but the apex is Skydiver, right? And if you're not familiar with Skydiver, it's fun school crazy legs, but it comes with an actual parachute, a working parachute, well, maybe working parachute. (laughs) But because red isn't enough for camouflage for a, a paratrooper, he's got, like, banana pants with tiger stripes all over them. If you were an enemy on the ground, you would shoot this guy down on accident just because of how quickly your eye would track to him. So, well, you'd, you'd, I got us. You'd hear his pants. Oh, they're yeah. That, they're that loud. Growling. Growling at you, probably. So, it isn't really what I got in because it was all down there anyway. But for reconnecting with the collection, for for day one to have it be. The Man, the Machine, Street Hawk, Skydiver, five or six Crimson Guard Immortals, and then, of course, Supersonico G.I. Joe Puso Los Botanes Nombre en Codijo Bill. That's a, you know what? That's a haul. I don't care that I already owned it. I didn't know I owned it. It's a good run so that's right a, there. That's a, that's a haul, baby. That's a good run. Some quality happenings is what that is. I got to sell off some of those Crimson Guards because I got to find me a Sergeant Slaughter, apparently. (laughs) Or at least most of the parts of one. It'd be pretty specific for me and rather cheap to go, hey, I'm looking for a version one Sergeant Slaughter must be complete with file card except the waste. Got the waste. (laughs) I got the waste. So 
maybe I could haggle a guy down like a buck <laughs> if I let him keep the waist. Here you go, pal. Tell you what, keep the O-ring too. Yeah. On exactly. me. Let him know Mark Weber sent you. That's right. <laughs> the honcho. Yeah, I've caught myself once or twice on a there's a good Joe Facebook group for vintage collectors where a guy'll put up psych out for seven bucks and like I could use those legs for somebody else, but I don't want to pay seven bucks. So maybe I'll offer him five. And then I'm like, and this is not to pub myself or to pretend like I'm some kind of important person that I'm not. But I really went, you know what, you probably can't haggle a guy down for two bucks on a Joe forum, right? I, I, I guess like if something was actually significantly overpriced, if I just went, you know what? That's not a $30 figure, man, but I'll give you 15. Okay. Now we're disagreeing on overall value, mm -hmm. but if I'm haggling a guy down a buck or two, that's just being a cheap bastard, right? <laughs> So that's pretty much my bit is if I if I if I can take the price, if I like the price, then I'm in. But I'm not gonna haggle anybody. It's lazy bastard corner, not cheap bastard corner. Yeah, right? Like if it's five bucks, am I you know, is four bucks really gonna make the difference? Yeah, no. I'll so when I when I find Sergeant Slaughter, I'll get the whole thing. I won't haggle the waste piece off. Just, just uh, hit but it yeah, up on you, eBay, man. Sergeant Slaughter, no waste. Oh, right in the search, right in the search line. Right. Sergeant Slaughter, there no waste. A, the funny bit: there's a guy on eBay right now selling just Thunder's waste, just the Thunder waste, which is legitimately all I need, right? Yeah. But he wants, he wants. Here I am being cheap again. He wants eight bucks for it and four bucks shipping. Oh no! I'm not no. paying. I'm not paying twelve bucks for a waste. Get out of here. Yeah, right. That's, that's some garbage. That guy, I'll haggle. Does he have a make an offer thing on his? No, offer? no. Yeah, they never do on once those ridiculous while, ones, do they? Once in a while, I've seen something like ridiculously out of place, like Zap version two, open, and it'll be like eighty bucks or make an offer. And once in a while, I'll just make an offer for like four fifty, right? Like, yeah. I know it's not going anywhere, but I also know that guy's got no interest in his eighty dollar open zap figure. Yeah. So once once in a while, I'll just flip some internet shade out there by taking a guy who thinks he's found the holy grail in Snake Eyes version seven with no weapons, and he wants one hundred and fifty for it, and I'll be like, yeah, I'll give you three. <laughs> Got bad paint, no thumbs. Right? Yeah, I'll give you a buck. Yeah. And frankly, that's an overpay. Anyways. Well, well, he wants $12 shipping, so I yeah. figure he'll make it up in volume. That's right. That's right. It's bulk. That brings us to what I got in. I ain't got nothing. I spent money on pre-order. I, I ordered... Snake Eyes and Roadblock, as I said earlier in the show. But that's that's about it so far. That's about it for a while. So You got a sinus infection. That's right. I've got lots of that in. But that was really uh, more about taking medicine to get that out. 
That was a whole other kettle of fish. We don't we're not sticking to the what we got out segment. That's that's no good. People didn't like that no, segment. But, but you did mention some prodding. Does that count? Yeah, you got things in. Bump it up. Well, yeah, steroid <laughs> shot. I got steroid shot in. Oh my god. Yeah, I forgot you're all roided up. You're not nearly angry enough. Oh, it's it's it was like two weeks ago now. It's it's worn off. I've gone back to Dr. David Banner hitchhiking on the side of the road. Damn, I was hoping for some Steiner math. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Steiner math puts you in the hospital. Apparently. It's terrible. Shout out to Scott Steiner. Get well soon. Anyways. I suppose that is a good segue to shout outs. Shall I go first? I was I was gonna toss to you, but I, I guess if you just want to announce that you're going first, then I guess you get to go first, don't no, you? No, no, you you can talk. talk, talk no, talk. no, no, it's too late now. <laughs> now it's a thing. Somebody's That's got news. Thing. Well, I am going to shout out to my mom and dad, Woo. Uh, <laughs> and to my new fiance Wes Whitlock. Woo! The wrist lock. He proposed. Yeah, he proposed. I said yes. We're engaged. <laughs> that's out. That's outstanding. <laughs> now he's stuck with me in all my collecting. <laughs> well, not yet. So not wait, yet he's not. There's not suddenly yet a, he's not. Let me get this straight. There's suddenly a ring on a finger. Yes. And that didn't qualify for what we got in. I get. I don't know. I I didn't know if we should be there. And he said a shout out. She she Sam. wanted she wanted to put it in shadows. She already thinks I try to censor her all the time, so she wanted to put it in shadows. I'll let her put it in shadows. All right. I'm not here to censor Jill Colton. I also got in a really nice ring with like tons of like, little diamonds, a nice blue rock. That not. Again, now if I'm getting if I get anywhere too personal with this, we'll just yeah. edit it out. Okay. But maybe did you see it? Did you see it coming, or did he totally shock you for for the moment itself? Right. Yes, he totally shocked me. He had tried a couple times before, but not chickened out. He like the moment was gone. Like I did something that ruined the moment, or. Uh, he wanted to do a Valentine's Day, but the dinner he he took us to ended up not being as great. So he was like, that wasn't good food, was it? I was like, no, that's okay. And he was like, I'm not proposing right now. <laughs> I think that's cool. That I, I give him tons of respect for preparing for the moment, right? Yeah. And then, and then when it wasn't quite right, not bad, but not quite right, for saying, you know what? We're just gonna hang on to this for now. Yeah. <laughs> In football terms, that's winning the battle of field position. Right? Yeah. You can't be and afraid to he... tag in the punter and try again next time. Ring-wise, did he know what you wanted? Yes, so I had picked out several rings and I said, any of these will do. And then I saw the one that I'm wearing and I was like, I really like that. And so I was like, oh, this is going to sell out. But he had saved up and bought it. 
Had a boy. Yeah. I like every bit of this story. <laughs> Good job, Wes. Good he man. He did almost. You're gonna laugh. Um, he doesn't. He's not a big drinker. He doesn't drink a lot of wine either. And one night we had gone over to William's house to watch something. I think it was a Star Trek episode. And <laughs> you don't remember there was wine there. <laughs> That's right. He actually drank a whole bottle by himself because he. He had grabbed the giant goblet wine glasses that William had and was kind of tipsy. And on the way home, he was kind of like singing and like, just like, oh, look at the stars, kind of like tipsy and get home. And he's like, there is a sparkly in this house somewhere just for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, why don't we just get you in the house? And he was like, I'm not telling you where. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i knew it was in the house i didn't go looking for it though because i didn't want to ruin that moment but it was the next day he did not remember and i was like so is there a sparkly in this house I'm like i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> so the the two big questions i think that everyone's asking right now yes which comic-con are you getting married uh, at conversation with so many people and who will you be cosplaying as for the wedding okay we are not having a cosplay wedding because we both don't want that there's a time and a place for those types of things and having a wedding in a costume is not our thing fair enough i'm not much of a dc comics fan but as no, as much as I know, Green Arrow never got with Wonder Woman. No, <laughs> no but he did get right? with Black Canary. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that would have turned Diana Prince into Diana Queen. Yes. See what I did uh, there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we've also had people offer to be efficient in our wedding. And in costume, and we have respectfully declined the offer. My younger brother will do that for you, and he'll just wear like the tuxedo shirt. And I don't mean I don't mean <laughs> a tuxedo shirt. I mean the shirt with the screen printed tuxedo design on the front. Yeah, I, yeah, no, we're good. I'm just because you want to look like you're casual, but you still or you're formal, but you still like to party. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure he'd wear a real shirt and tie too if that's what you wanted. But you know, he got his efficiency license uh, from whatever online school in Ohio, just like everybody else did. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I I was trying to think of there's uh, this is all wonderful news and we're all super happy. Absolutely. But a potential downside here is now that this is public knowledge. Yeah. It should kill all the creepy messages. One oh, no. would think. Yeah, because those guys, you know, are totally respectful. And they'll be like, hey, wow, I need to contact her. Oh, no, she's they will back right off. Just like they have for Sarah Dietrich. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because Dave Batista on the show just for that segment, (laughs) because Dave Batista is hilarious.
Oh my God! Congratulations, Jill Colton. Thank Absolutely. you. And congratulations to the wristlock, West Wedlock. <laughs> I, I warmed up for that. I warmed up. For so that. wait, 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 wait—is it gonna be Joe Whitlock? Yeah. Or are we talking Colton Whitlock or Whitlock Colton? What are we doing here? Colton Whitlock. <laughs> okay. Or or we can just not just... change the stage names just for for the sake of plugging the damn show. <laughs> That's a good point. Boss is spoken. <laughs> How about that one? I'm I'm not redoing all this stuff. I'm just not. I'm not. You're Joe Colton. I don't care. It's not your real name. I don't so I don't I don't care. It's bad yeah. enough that you've put us in a spot where we we're not allowed to use your real name. So whatever. Now I'm holding you to the fake name that you you chose right out of the gate. We're taking we're, that's the one we're going with. That's it. Fake name. Right there. Hey, wait a minute. I, no one told me. I thought it was Josephine. Close. Or like J O, right? Like Yeah. Uh, now I've been living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gertrude Higginbottom. I, I told you never to say that name in public. I, I got I gotta say as the honcho, I feel like I should know everybody's real name. Evelyn Snurd. <laughs> that is my drinking name. I forbid you to say that. I, I thought your drinking name was like tequila. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No last name necessary. No. I think Mark is safe from the tequila nights. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I am no threat. I'm the driver. I'll get you all home. <laughs> really, you, you only got to worry about, about Joe on those, Mark. Yeah. Because... She'll try to get everybody to drink shots, but while she's trying to get other people to drink one shot, she will put down three or four of her own. So by the time you're lining up for maybe number two, she's lining up for maybe number seven. Right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's real it's impressive. She she still she does truly love tequila. I'm fairly reasonable here to believe that that situation is never going to happen because mm. because i saw raiders of the lost ark <laughs> and i'm not i am not going to marion's bar no for the drinking contest no. no oh hey this is totally random almost and might get edited out but in the last on the last show i talked about the mount rushmore of female ass kickers that scarlet belongs on it uh-huh yeah. And I, I said Leia, Ripley, Scarlet, and I totally blanked on the fourth one. Okay. And given that it was International Women's Day, hit me this week just because uh, I happened to put in the movie. It's totally Sarah Connor. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Even from the time frame, it's yep. totally Sarah Connor. And I was mad that I had blanked on that. And then it occurred to me because I was thinking about it because it came from the show. I don't see Sarah Connor cosplay hardly ever. And it occurred to me just from hair length and that it, 
her iconic kind of military look with the aviator glasses and the hat. Mm. I would think that wouldn't be hard to pull off. And I, and Joe could pull it off in a heartbeat. So I just thought I'd throw that out there to the cosplay expert. Is that, do we not see Sarah Connor very much? And if not, is, is it because it's too easy? No, it's because you'll, you'll need a Terminator with her. So you can't just be Sarah? You can, but it's just regular clothing. You would need the arm candy of a Terminator to be like, oh, you're Sarah Connor. Huh. I would have thought the glasses and the hat and the long ponytail would have immediately just been, oh, yeah, Sarah Connor. Well, some people would say, oh, that might be Sonya from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but she was lame. <laughs> Right? Oh man, now now Sarah Dietrich's gonna come kick your ass. Oh right. boy, now I've done it. And she's taller than me. She's been hitting the uh, gym. Great, I made an enemy. I didn't. I didn't even plan to. That's mm. okay. That's what the internet's for. Mm. Um, it's fine. Wow. Okay. Anyway, it just it was kind of flow of consciousness, but. I just uh, we watched Terminator Two again, which still holds up really well mm-hmm. for a movie that old. Yeah. And she's, oh man, she's like the badass in that movie. Mm. The very first bit where she's in the room doing the pull-ups, and the doc brings around the interns to take a look at her, and she spins around and goes, "Hey, doc, how's the knee?" Like <laughs> so good. So my apologies to Sarah Connor and Linda Hamilton for forgetting her off the Mount Rushmore of badass women. Mm-hmm. Leia, Ripley, Scarlett, Sarah Connor. I'm good with that. Sounds good, man. Joe Colton, you got any other shout outs? No, I'm good. Mark Weber. Try and top that. Uh, well, Linda Hamilton. Let's start where I left off, right? <laughs> I'm not sure she listens, but okay. Well, she should. Well, everybody um, should. Let's see. I almost always, uh, you know, give a shout out to Ron Rudat, who responded to my post on Facebook today. And whenever Ron responds to something, right, or is involved in a conversation I'm involved in, I, I always geek out, and I will always geek out. Same One of the, I don't want to say best moments of my life, but best moments of my fandom at a, a Joe panel at the last Joe Con, raising my hand and having Kirk Bazigian call me by name. Yes, Mark. Like, it's cool. It'll never not be cool, and I will never feel bad for nerding out at that moment because those guys were so instrumental in you know the brand of my childhood so kirk bazigian ron rudat and my friend my friend bill from mexico it might be l bill but anyway bill the artillero supersonico if you're looking for a uh a v2 zap mint on card spanish uh i'm your hookup holla if you hear me Supersonico Bill is what Wild Bill's Hispanic cousin, right? Uh, Supersonico Bill 
He didn't spend eight years in Sonico school to be called Sonico. Well, I said Super Sonico. I'm just I'm okay. I'm at the I, I'm out of voice, man. I'm, I was on the phone for ten hours today, and now we're doing this. So I'm I'm I have nothing fair. left. All right, fair enough. I'm gravelly at this point. I'm in my Morgan Freeman phase. Anybody else, Mark Weber? Any other shout-outs? No, that's plenty. Okay. All right. My shout-outs, uh, give one up for Racktime Rob, still getting it done. That's our companion show. Taking care of both G.I. Joe comics. Soon to be a third, as Rob Liefeld's inches its way towards the stands. Um... Mm. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. So, anyways, shout out to Rack Time Rob. To Mark Weber for joining us again on short notice. To Joe Colton and the Wristlock West Whitlock on their upcoming nuptials. To friend of the program, Brian Lower, Hooded Cobra Commander 788, for relentlessly plugging the damn show. Plugs the damn show better than Joe Colton. Let me let me throw that out there. She's on mute again. What? I walked away for a second. What? Anyways, never mind. <laughs> Give a shout out to everybody who's stuck with us through these long. Oh, shoot. We're coming up on nine years, aren't we? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. April. April is the, the birthday month. So we got to figure out what the nine year anniversary is. It's either paper or emeralds, right? So everybody send us emeralds. Emeralds, yes, emeralds. Emeralds. Emeralds will do the job. We appreciate that. Uh, we're giving you lots of time to plan ahead. Shout out to our sponsors. Got them a good plug, as we always do, after the news. And I know Mark and Joe are confused, but that's that pre-recorded segment that I throw in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody pays attention to because you probably don't listen to the show. <laughs> Anyhow, that's all I got. I'm out of gas. I'm toast. I'm done. I'm out. I got nothing left. It's all the shout outs I got today. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to What's on Joe Mind. If you have a few dollars laying around and want to support the show, we do have merchandise and t-shirts available at the What's on Joe Mall on Etsy. That is etsy.com slash shop slash watch on Joe Mall. Remember that you can contact us anytime by email at what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com, at WOJM Podcast on Twitter, at what's on Joe Mind on Instagram, and on our self titled Facebook page, or by voicemail at 262 515 9656. That's 262 515 WOJM. Remember to hit up our YouTube channel. We're trying to get some content going in that direction. So we start getting subscribers. We start getting views. We'll do more with it. If we don't, well, whatever. You're not interested and we won't. But that is YouTube.com slash What's on Joe Mind. For my co-host Joe Colton and Mark Weber, this is Mike Irizarry. Have a great evening. Make tomorrow a better day. Yo, Joe. 
Good night, everybody. Love the bears. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with the honcho as my nickname. <laughs> We're gonna make it because I immediately I go straight to Talladega Nights, right? <laughs> my honcho as the center field as the centerfold. <laughs> just means it's staying yeah that's fine if it's funny <laughs> it's worth it we'll see if somebody else pulls that one out 